1: Every day. I'm Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for The Leap, a podcast I would love for you to subscribe to at theleap.substack.com. You can follow me on Twitter at peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts. You will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And this show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Now we are on YouTube first show went up yesterday we are up today and of course every Friday we will be live streaming our Friday shows so we can get the latest with the injury news and of course get to your questions today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need visit rockauto.com and tell them locked on sent you today on the show NFL Networks Stacey Dale. She was on the show last year. She is back to help us break down week one Saints Packers. She will be in Jacksonville. So that means she will be following all of the happenings very closely this week in terms of practice, injury reports, game planning, all of that stuff, because she will actually be there be on the field and be giving us all of the insight that she has to offer before we get there. Let's talk about some of that injury news because the Packers practiced on Monday and they got Zadarius Smith back on the field. Matt LaFleur said he was hopeful that Zadarius would be able to do some individual work. The Packers are famous or infamous, depending on your perspective, uh, of taking these things slowly and they're going to be cautious with Zadarius Smith. There's, there's no doubt about it. He's too important to this team and he is to, um, it, just essential to what they want to do from a pass rush standpoint, not just because he is a very good player, like he is essential because he is a bedrock foundational piece of this defense because he's one of the five or six best guys on the team, but also their ability to create pass rush with four and five. And to do things with games inside and to slide Zadarius inside so that you've got someone rushing next to Kenny Clark and you can still put Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith on the outside. That ability is what makes him so impactful for the Packers because his best pass rushes tend to come inside when he is fighting guards and centers. When he can use that quickness, that speed to power and the terrific hands that he has, most guards just can't check him when he's inside getting him back, especially for a week where you have two superlative tackles. When you have Teron Armstead and Ryan Ramchek for the Saints, their interior is still good with Eric McCoy and, and what, you know, the Anders Pete and, and whatever else that, that they have inside there. Um, You know, they, they have some, some very good players, but they're not as good as the tackles. They're not as good as Taron said, Cesar Ruiz was the name that I was struggling to find. <laughs> so they have a very good offensive line. So if you want to pressure Jameis, if you want to force him into mistakes, then you have to be able to put your best pass rushers on the field all at once. Now, if Green Bay can't, This is when you need Rashawn Gary to be the player that he has looked like in camp, to be that field tilting defender, someone who can on his own create advantageous matchups. Just because if he gets a one on one, you expect that he is going to win those enough to create problems for your quarterback. Here's the other part of this. Jameis Winston is going to hold the ball longer than Drew Brees would. Drew Brees is back foot, balls out. And if it's not out, he knows where his outlets are. He knows where the checkdowns are. He knows everything in this offense inside and out. This is an offense that they are now building for Jameis, Sean Payton, one of the best offensive minds in football, one of the best offensive minds of his generation. And yes, it it is nice to say all of the things, oh, they're going to go bombs away, or they're going to put Jameis in a position to succeed. Here's the problem for the Saints. With Michael Thomas out, with Jared Cook gone, here are their pass catchers, okay? Marquez Calloway. I think he's their one right now. Preseason star, but never been a materially important person in the NFL. And he's he's going to have to basically lead them in receptions. Traquan Smith, Lil Jordan Humphrey. Deontay Harris, who is a special teams player, and Ty Montgomery, you may remember, who was a running back for the middle part of his career. And then at tight end, they've got Adam Troutman, who was a draft pick last year. They've got Nick Vanette and some guys. So this is the Alvin Kamara show. That's not a lot. That's not a lot. So the problem is any NFL quarterback and Jameis, if he has time He can make accurate throws and you do expect Sean Payton can put him in a position to be solid and to to minimize those mistakes. If anyone can do it, it's Sean Payton. And then you have Alvin Kamara who you can split out and you can just torch linebackers and safeties. You can hand off the ball, obviously, and and get going that way. Screen game. So they're going to find ways to make life easier on Jameis Winston. If he has time to sit back there, he's going to find these guys. Because you just can't cover long enough. So when you have a really good offensive line and a a very good scheme offensively, that is enough to overcome some deficiencies at the skill positions. Unless, unless you can create pressure, unless you can create pressure and, and specifically pressure with four and five. If you can create pressure with four and five then you make it very difficult for offenses to attack you because you're not vacating zones. You're, you're not giving man advantages. You're not playing a ton of one-on-one coverage. If Green Bay can sit back in that too high shell and whether they're spinning down to stop the run, I think they are going to see them play a lot of too high and just say, look, if you're, if you're going to beat us, Jameis is going to have to complete eight passes a drive and Alvin Kamara's got to run for five yards a carry. And if you can do that, God bless you. We don't think you can do it often enough to beat us. And that's going to be their defense much of the year. And I think it's a good way to play. I mean, Ben Fennel was on the show last week talking about this. And I think it's an important thing to remember. One of the reasons why this Brandon Staley defense, which is really the Vic Fangio defense, is so popular right now against spread offenses is because it is designed not to give up big plays. So Mike Penn did that, but he gave up too much in the run game. And didn't create enough pressure with games up front with pre-snap disguise. You didn't make the quarterback work. Dante Whitner last week talking about this former 49er safety about how pre-snap disguise. If you just let the quarterback know what you're doing, it doesn't matter how good your guys are because quarterbacks are smart enough to figure this stuff out. So you have to be able to add that pre-snap disguise. But you're going to see a lot of too high safeties and say, you're not going to beat us over the top. A lot of quarters. You're not going to beat us over the top. We're going to rally in front and make tackles so that if you want to go 8, 10, 12 plays a drive, that's how you're going to have to score. And we bet our offense is more efficient than your offense, and we're going to get enough turnovers, enough sacks, enough negative plays that you're not going to be able to do that as often as we are. Now, in the NFC Championship game, uh, the offense did not hold up their end. You know, you if 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 you go, okay, well, if they could get to 30, they would win. Yeah, but they didn't and they couldn't. And so the defense has to be able to, in those instances, against a very good defense, which New Orleans has, an underrated defense in a lot of ways. And and I say that because they've been a top 10 unit by DVOA. And I don't think that has been part of the narrative because it's it's Drew Brees, it's Sean Payton, it's Alvin Kamara, it's it's Michael Thomas. But this defense is very good. And they have most of their guys back from a year ago. Now, the Packers were able to slice them up a little bit, even without Devontae Adams. But Dennis Allen is a a highly competent defensive coordinator. And they, they did lose some guys, Trey Hendrickson, Sheldon Rankins. It's not quite the same defense that it was a year ago, but their blue chip talent is as good as anyone with Cam Jordan and Marshawn Lattimore and Marcus Williams and Demario Davis. They've got real dudes on that side of the ball. And we saw last year, if you play disciplined defense, it it, it is, you know, it, it possible, not likely possible to at least slow down this offense. Although I think the offense is going to look great right away. That is all of that is to say, this is a very roundabout way to get here. But all of that is to say Zedaria Smith can be a true X factor in this and every game that he plays. And so if you don't have to do anything special, if you can just sit back in that two shell and rally up, play play your your nickel defense because you're not worried about any of these receivers, you don't have to play a lot of dime. you are able to limit Alvin Kamara, you're not going to stop him, but if you can limit him and you can rush on third down, that's what you need to do. That's what you need to do every game, but especially in a game like this where you're not scared of game planning for a receiver. There's no... You know, Julio Jones in his prime type guy, even Michael Thomas, not really that guy. And then you have corners who can who can do the job. Someone like Jair Alexander can he can win his matchup enough that you really don't have to worry about it that much to have the pass rush and your best pass rusher. And that's what Zedaria Smith is. That can be the difference in winning a game comfortably. And really having to, to claw one out against a team that is just going to be finding itself in terms of its identity uh, early in the season. I mean, that's just that's what they're doing. and And you don't want to let them find themselves against you. It's that time of year again and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest now at Bet Online, Head to the website or use your mobile device today and sign up and get a 100% welcome bonus, 100%. You put money in, they will match it up to 100% when you use the promo code locked bet BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports, from basketball, baseball, football, boxing, right down to your favorite Las Vegas casino games. Don't wait. Take advantage of all the great offers for the 2021 season. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. joining me now from the NFL network she will be in jacksonville for the new orleans home game because that's unfortunately what had to happen with the the devastation in the gulf coast because of hurricane ida stacy it is great to be with you
0: well you know thanks for having me i guess peter we did this last time and we didn't have the face to face it's much better face to face in person would be even better but i'm uh, i'm happy to be with you to kick off which which we hope will be maybe a more
1: normal year, right? Let's hope so. The last time you were on was for uh, Packers Titans, which which definitely went away. That I think Packer fans are hoping this Sunday also goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll we'll see on that. We are early in Week One here, so just top line. Mm-hmm. What are some things that you're keeping your eye on in this game, and then we can we can get a little bit more granular.
0: Oh my goodness! Well, first of all, I think it's just tr- a tremendous way to start for both teams after all the drama we saw for both sides on the quarterback yeah. spectrum, right? I mean, you, you have, you have the uncertainty of Aaron Rodgers, which I, in my heart of hearts always believed that he would return. And then this quarterback competition with two starkly different men in Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill. Um, and I felt like Jameis would be the eventual starter. Uh, you know, we forget that he threw, I think in 2019 for over 5,000, and some odd yards with with Tampa. So um, he's going to change the spectrum of how Sean Payton calls plays. And I think we know what we're going to get from Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I expect them to come out Peter and unleash from the get-go as we saw them do at the beginning of the pandemic last year.
1: And they were able to do that without any of the work, the, the, the preseason, well, not the preseason work, but because Aaron Rodgers doesn't do preseason work anyway, Mm -hmm. but without the work in the spring, and without a real training camp, the way that we saw it this season and what we saw from Rogers in camp was he looks uh, locked in. He looks relaxed. Um, what, what have your impressions been? I know that you've been on these, these zoom press conferences. What have your impressions been of Aaron Rodgers and just his, his mentality here coming into the season?
0: Uh, my impressions are more and more and more. I mean, the guy gets better every year. Remarkably, it's such a joy to to witness. Really, to see the brilliance with which he plays the game. Um, you know, it's you could argue, well, he's he's just physically he's so adept, but it's his mind that just continues to expand and. I I got a chuckle really out of the off season of questioning the relationships that he has with this staff. I mean, he's super tight with Nathaniel Hackett, Luke Getze, uh, the QB coach, pass game coordinator and, and the aforementioned offensive coordinator. And of course, the head coach, Matt LaFleur. I mean, dude, when they have their arms around each other in practice <laughs> and they're hugging it out, bro style, it's pretty cool, but it, it's real. And I was never concerned as just a fan of football that there would be any drop off or delineation of greatness with this team and with this quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. um, he demands you to be great. And I think we see that with the evolution of this team around him for the better part of now, gosh, what is it? 16, 17 years. It's, it's really remarkable to witness whether you like Aaron, whether you don't shoot, I don't care. The guy is special (laughs) and, uh, it's a privilege to get to cover this team.
1: Yeah. And, and I think Packer fans, you know, Mark Murphy, Said Ted Thompson called Aaron Rodgers a complicated fella. I think there are a lot of Packer fans that have complicated feelings about Aaron Rodgers and what happened this offseason. But now that he's in town, I think everyone is like, okay, regardless of what just happened, let's go win a Super Bowl. Do you do you feel like that same sort of mentality is is, you know, uh, permeates this team right now? Because we had, you know, the last dance, the Instagram kind of drama, the future of Devontae Adams. Like there are a lot of questions about the future of this team beyond this year. Do you think they're going to be able to block that part of it out and focus on this year to make the Super Bowl run that their their talent says they're capable of?
0: First of all, do we ever really believe anything on social media? Right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's true. No, it's true. The Clay Matthews thing was just them trolling us.
0: Yeah. It, the things that people write, the things that people say, uh, you take it with a grain of salt on social. Right. Yeah. And, um, yes, I have every belief that this team has every cap- capability and the capacity to be back at another NFC championship. I do, because, uh, I thought it was interesting, you know, Brian Gutekunst, the GM has taken a lot of heat as you know, this, this off season, but now as he's what four or five years in as the GM, uh, four, maybe, um, He was asked an interesting question Um, and that question was to the idea of where do you think you've actually evolved and gotten better? Mm -hmm. Why does this franchise continue to be better every year and go back to these pinnacle moments of, of, you know, championship status. And you know, as he's asked these questions, he's saying there's never, it starts with Mark Murphy and there's never complacency. And it's easy to think about that, but just in our own lives, We get complacent with so many things in the daily routine, right? So I I really do believe this is a franchise that I cover a lot of locker rooms, gratefully and humbly, and it's consistently confident. It's consistently of the winning mindset. And it does start with leadership, but it also, shoot, when you have a first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback, we're we're going to watch a team walk out, Peter, this coming Sunday. Against the New Orleans Saints, who make no mistake, they lost some players defensively, but this is a damn good defense. Dennis Allen is a heck of a coordinator. But Aaron Rodgers might have two rookie starters in Royce Newman and
1: Josh Myers.
0: Like this, this is an interesting proposition, but if anybody can do it, it's Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur. I was on a call with him actually Monday. Um, and he was asked, has he ever had two rookie offensive linemen start for him? He said, no. So I don't have any doubt, though, that they're going to roll it out and be phenomenal because Rodgers has been on those guys. He knows what he needs out of them and he communicates that. So uh, I'm, you know, I, I put my bias aside when I cover the league, but I think this is a really special team.
1: Yeah, and and they've been able to be remarkably um, consistent over the last two seasons with Matt Lafleur going back to that twenty nineteen season. They bring in the Smith brothers. I know that was a locker room that that you were in a lot, mm-hmm. um, and that that team had a vibe about it with mm-hmm. what what they were able to to bring in defensively, the leadership guys like Adrian Amos. What do they need to 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 change this season defensively? Not necessarily schematically, but. It just in in a way it seems like this this move to Joe Barry was an attitude adjustment. It was a we want to be proactive versus reactive defensively. So what do they, what do they need to do in your minds to get to that next level?
0: Yeah, it's um, you know, Joe Barry is an energized guy. Like he he's gonna fire up that sideline and and You know, he loves to use an extra defensive back. He loves – he's a secondary, like, guru. He wants these guys to fly around. What I – I just think it's really simple. In this league, to win, you need pressure on the quarterback. Uh, Coming from a number of angles, and you need turnovers. And I think that, for me, uh, the Packers, I could probably – you know if i were a fly on their wall defensively in those defensive meetings take that darn football away um it, you know it, you go back and you just think about the nfc championship game right with against tom brady and you pick off tom brady a couple times you you got a chance after you know some rough moments you know in the first half of that game if you go back and think about how that first half ended so right. I love the addition of Eric Stokes. I think he's going to be such a player. Um, and, you know, when you mentioned guys like Adrian Amos, this may be the most underrated safety for me in the National Football League. The way he, they use him in coverage, and we'll see what Joe... Barry wants to do with him, but man, he can play in coverage. He can jump up into the box. I mean, he can defend running backs. Adrian Amos is a substantial and critical piece to what they do, but I think they're really deep in the secondary and I, goodness gracious. I hope that Zadarius Smith gets healthy. I know the team is hopeful. He'll get back out there having, I think it's a back issue. He's been dealing with and
1: they've been very cagey about, about the issue and and how long he's going to be out and backs are notoriously tricky like that.
0: They are. I mean, look at the Chicago bears with Tevin Jenkins, their second right. round, they moved up to get like, this is, you don't want to mess around with the back. I've had a back surgery from my playing days in, on the court in, in terms of hoops. And uh, the NFL is uh, just another beast in itself. And Zedarius plays with such a motor that when you watch it in person, I think that's the thing. Like this guy comes off the edge. Um at a, just an unbelievable rate of speed, power, and velocity. And so, uh, they're going to need him. And, uh, what we'll see, I think turnovers for me will be, will be the big difference if they can uh, secure a few more this year.
1: And speaking of turnovers, uh, potentially a good way to start then with new Orleans, with a quarterback who has a propensity to turn the ball over uh, <laughs> J- Jameis Winston, He's now LASIK Jameis, and so maybe that was all he needed. You know, this was a guy who was, you know, sort of infamous. There was all the memes of him like squinting at the sidelines because he couldn't he couldn't see the signals. And maybe now that this was all he needed, mm-hmm. um, as you look at this Saints team, what do you think is the difference that we'll see from this offense with Jameis versus versus Drew Brees, who is a is a first ballot No. doubt Hall of Famer, but was not the guy in his last few seasons that we had seen for most of his career.
0: Yeah. Well, where it starts is with Sean Payton, right? I think he's a Hall of Fame, obviously a Hall of Fame coach, but he's extraordinary with his quarterbacks. And when you look at Drew Brees's valiant career, just just tremendous respect for Drew Brees. The game became shorter and shorter and shorter from a passing standpoint for Drew. And in fact, you know we get all these great stats at the NFL Network from our research team, which is phenomenal. And Next Gen uh, had the Saints at six point four air yards per attempt, which was the second fewest in the league. What does that mean? If you hear that? Well, it's pretty simple. Short passes, move the chains with short passes. Jameis Winston enabled Sean Payton to open, completely open up the field. Now you mentioned those turnovers and I, I go back to the start of our conversation. He threw for 51.09 in 2019 to lead the league, but in the process of that and his 33 touchdowns, he had 30 interceptions. Yep. So here's the beauty of it. He got to sit back last year and watch Drew Brees. He got to see Sean Payton manipulate the playbook for the quarterback. because Drew Missed some time, Taysom hill filled in for him valiantly there, again. And uh, there was no drop off. I think Sean is the perfect coach for Jameis Winston. We're going to see him launch it down the field, but I think they're going to be deliberate decisions in that um, so a short game, a lot of Elvin Kamara. unfortunately, Michael thomas is is on puP, and we'll miss those first five games with the team having a bye in week six. But um there's going to be a big load on Kamara and a big load on the decision making of Jameis Winston, who I think is ready now for his second chance in
1: the NFL. yeah, we we find it's so hard um to separate coaching from the quarterback. And we're seeing this now, two of the best ever, Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. We didn't know. You know, what was the push-pull there? What was the 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 balance of of you know affecting games? I think it was one of the reasons why Matt LaFleur has not got some of the credit that I think he deserves for what he's done with this offense because he has Aaron Rodgers. And I think we're gonna learn a lot about Sean Payton this year. You know, how much of of the Sean Payton brilliance was because he had this this computer with with Drew Brees, who's this all time accuracy timing rhythm player, and now he has this you know sort of wild stallion in Jameis who just wants to sling it all over the yard. If he can if he can take that and and channel it into some productive ways, I mean, I think it only elevates Peyton's Peyton's greatness, doesn't it?
0: Yeah. I I think we're going to see it to be frank with you. I think this is a sleeping giant in new Orleans. I really do. You know, as I look around the league, Peter, and you raised such great points, I look along, around the league and I, I look at the trenches. What kind of offensive line am I getting for my quarterback? Right. One of the things the Saints notoriously do is they have a consistently good offensive line. When you have Teron Armstead and Ryan Ramchek on two ends of the spectrum as your bookends, right? Um, it, it's it's pretty awesome. And the growth of like Cesar Ruiz and um, Eric McCoy in the middle and Andrews Pete, this is a really good offensive line yep. that doesn't get enough credit because the quarterback's always been so good. But part of the adjustment when you have an injured Drew Brees is also changing the cadence to, for your offensive line. So I, I give a lot of credit to Sean because he knows he has to have that line intact, but that's going to make the job that Jameis Winston does a lot easier and we're going to see how he's progressed mentally, where he's able to like, you know what I'm talking about when it's, it's a simple concept, but just throw it away or, right. you, you know, it, where he will be able to do that. He's going to have the protection. My point is with this line, uh, he's going to have the running back. You know, uh, with Latavius Murray and with Alvin Kamara, but that line's going to give him time. So he's a true pocket passer. Make no mistake, he is a true pocket passer. So it's going to be fun. This is a perfect way to see how the secondary in Green Bay to start the season has evolved this offseason um, and where Jameis is in terms of that mental side of the game.
1: It, it dovetails beautifully into uh, one more topic that I want to hit with you, and and I have not been able to have a conversation with anyone about the Packers over the last six months. They asked mm-hmm. me, they asked me two questions: What's the deal with Aaron Rodgers, and what's and what's the deal with Jordan Love? We know the Aaron Rodgers deal now. He's he's in camp. He's mm-hmm. he's with the team. He's going to play. We still have these Jordan Love questions. And as you were talking about Jameis Winston, in my mind, I'm going, yeah, th- this is a lot of the same questions that we have about Jordan Love. Will he just throw it away against Buffalo twice? Mm-hmm. He should have just thrown it away. He threw it into traffic. Yeah. And, and I think it, I it it makes you go, okay, if Jameis can do it this year, if Sean Payton is a good enough coach to get Jameis to learn to throw it away or just be content I'm not even learn, just be content to say, let's live to fight another day. Yeah. I think it gives Packer fans and the Packers as a team faith that they can do something similar with Jordan Love because mm-hmm. a lot of the same traits in terms of the arm talent and the gunslinger mentality, Jordan Love has. So what have your what have your impressions of Jordan Love and what have you heard from people about Jordan Love?
0: Yeah, um, great teammate uh, is the first thing I would say uh, eager to learn. He has a willingness to want to be really good. Uh, this is really just the perfect opportunity for him. And and does he have the talent? Absolutely. Did we see those picks in the Buffalo preseason game? I saw them just like you. I was glued watching. <laughs> um, yeah, the guy didn't get a preseason last year. He's never played a snap in the National Football League. He wasn't even the backup quarterback as a rookie last year. So give the guy a break. Settle down pump the brakes a little bit here, and, and allow him to live and breathe Aaron Rodgers and the mentor that he is. What, what I think is missed along this whole thing, Peter, is that Rogers is, is a teacher. Like he is teaching these guys unselfish, unselfishly and selflessly mm-hmm. uh, because that's what I hear when I'm when I've had conversations on the side um, just the mentorship that he's truly giving them footwork, little mechanical changes, decisions, like what did you see there? Rogers is as much a part of that as Luke Getzey and Nathaniel Hackett. I think this is a tight team. I think it's tighter than people understand. And that's why when I report my sort of, passion oozes when I talk about the Packers because it's contagious. They demand excellence. Jordan Love will be ready when the time comes. He will be. I know he will be because the coaching's there and the quarterback's there. Drew Brees being in, you know, um, in New Orleans, whether it's Tom Brady in, you know, these guys get the other players ready. And you should be only so lucky if you can follow in their footsteps and learn yeah. from them. I mean, shoot, Aaron did it with with Brett it's well chronicled. We're seeing the same thing right now. And you see, you see a lot of this along the way for developing young quarterbacks that have those types of hall of famers to follow. Um, And uh, you know, you can go back on the decision to bring in Jordan love um, all you want. I think more of it, as we've all learned was just a, really a communication element for the green Bay Packers and, and how there were some misses internally on that. Um, But
1: which they've copped to.
0: Yeah, and you've got to, You've got to have a quarterback in this league. You don't win without one. You don't win without a great quarterback, great pass rush, and cornerbacks to shut down the passing game. And so, um, I think the Packers are just fine. Like we're we're you're if you're a Packers fan, you're so spoiled. I say this every year, and I That's live true. in, a, you know, I live in the Chicago area. Mm-hmm. Like Packers, you're a little spoiled. Okay, I love you, Packers fan.
1: <laughs> You've had Aaron Rodgers all these years and, and Brett Favre for, you know, two decades before that. So that's right. Yeah, no, it's absolutely right. Uh, Stacy, I really appreciate you taking the time. Um, awesome insight, uh, stay cool in Jacksonville. It's supposed to be hot down there. So, um, I, uh, I'm really glad we got to have this chat again.
0: Honor to join you, Peter. Thanks for having me. All
1: right. I want to thank Stacy again for joining the show. Great to talk to her. She is awesome. And, uh, she will be keeping an eye very closely on this game, uh, and will be there on Sunday. So, uh, looking forward to that one. I hope you enjoyed that. I did. And, uh, I think that's uh, a good starting point. Usually this episode is brought to you by rock auto with the ever increasing number of makes and models. It's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. So why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership when you could go to rockauto.com, a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years? Head to the website right now and see all the parts available for your car car truck and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone because of course you are, and you've got your neighbors, best friends, sisters log in for th- that that other stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment that you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV Together. It's called Direct TV Stream and it brings you live TV and on demand all together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part no annual contract. Get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required and content varies by package. Plus, betting on the Packers doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get podcasts. We're going to be back tomorrow, Lily Zhao, for another rousing Zhao you doing. Thursday kicks off our crossover series for the 2021 season. Ross Jackson from Locked on Saints joins us. One of my favorite people on this network and just, In general. Love Ross. Ross is my guy. Uh, Excited to talk to him about this matchup. And then Friday, our first live show of the season. We get the scouting reports. We get your questions. So remember to hit me up on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Hit us up on YouTube. Go subscribe on YouTube. Hit the, if you're watching this, hit the button down there. Subscribe. Uh, You can subscribe, of course, if you're listening to this, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will, of course, find Locked On Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked On Packers fan hotline, you can do that 920-341-3775 to stay Locked On Packers.